Hello? Yeah. Test one, yes. two. Test yes. one, two. You need... Testing. Okay, that's a little too close, but pretty close. Like, you need to get up on Yeah, it. I do. I get on it. I sounded good the last episode. You did. You got close to it. Yeah. yeah. I know what I'm doing here. So, I've slept with a dude. Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am, as always, your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you're here. Stoked you could join us. Episode 46. Uh, I'm trying to think if there is someone who's number 46. We'll wait till Ed gets here because there's someone very obvious that's number 46 and it's driving me crazy right now. Um, Not to digress. Uh, Facebook, everybody, doing a great job. Liking our Facebook page, not to beat the drum constantly, but not everyone listens to every single episode. Shocking as that may be. It shocks me because I would. I definitely would. Um, So make sure you're liking the Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Like the page. Share the updates. Every week I post the show when it comes out. It's an easy way to find the show and to share it with your friends, so do that. Um, Also, the... Email addresses, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Anything you would like to discuss with me and or Ed Daly, you can do it there. And fancy sex, F-A-N-C-E-E, sex at theballerlifestyle.com. Email us your sex and relationship questions there. That's it with the housekeeping. Uh, Before I get to the show, I would like to personally um, shout out to former The Baller Lifestyle podcast guest, Gary Doberman. That guy is a huge asshole. He wrote the movie Annabelle, uh, which you guys, our listeners, helped debut to a $40 million opening weekend, and it's now well over $100 million. It might be over $200 million worldwide. I had the good fortune to see that movie last night, and it scared the living fuck out of me. That is a scary, like a psych- psychological, old school. You know, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. I'm not a horror movie guy. I think they're usually pretty cheesy and campy and silly. And that movie scared the living shit out of me. I was pretty scared. So no thanks, Gary Doberman. And we'll we'll have him back on the show because he was a great guest. And we we can have him on when he doesn't have something to promote. And and we can just talk reality TV or or anything else that he's into. So F Gary Doberman. Uh, Today on the show... A couple weeks ago, people were talking about the Seahawks, the Seattle, and this is sports. We talk sports on the show or the sports show record. A couple weeks ago, people were talking about the Seahawks like they were like a juggernaut en route to the Super Bowl. And suddenly they, they lost a couple games in a row. Out of nowhere, they trade Percy Harvin. Has there ever been a – was that the first ever trade in the NFL? Have you ever heard of anyone ever being traded, especially during the season in the NFL? The salary cap, it's not easy to do. You need a dumb team like the Jets to take your high-priced guy from you. Uh, Yeah, they trade Percy Harvin, who is like someone that you need. Like if you got a guy that's really fast and can catch passes and stretch the field, you don't usually like give that away for a six-round pick. It was very strange. Um, And now we're finding out that Marshawn Lynch is not long for the Seahawks as they've tied. I mean, he seems insane. So I, that doesn't shock me, but they're, they're supposedly – it's an open secret that he won't be re-signed at the end of the season, which you can all, also understand. He's an insane 
guy that also plays running back. So, uh, and, and but now we're finding out that the big problem with the Seahawks is that their quarterback Russell Wilson is apparently lacking in pigment. We'll explain later. Uh, uh, some guy on the Browns fired his kid. Yeah, you heard me. His two-year-old. He had to ask him to leave the house because he wasn't his kid's favorite player. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, there's a guy in Washington State that he's doing the Lord's work, literally. He's praying for strippers, but he's petitioned the state to get all of their home addresses because he can pray harder for them that way. So we're going to talk about that guy, old creepy guy. Um, there's a whole... You guys, you guys churchgoers? I am not personally a churchgoer. I am not of no faith. I'm not, I don't subscribe to anything but my own higher power. Uh, so I don't know about this stuff. I mean, I was Catholic when I was like a little kid, but I didn't, didn't stick with it. Didn't hang in there. Uh, holy water. Apparently, I didn't realize that holy water came in scents. And there's that someone's developed a new scented holy water, and I, I think this is going to be popular. So we're going to talk about that. And you ever, you know, sometimes waking up next to a stranger can be the, just about the best thing. You're like, oh, what happened there? Wow. I wasn't expecting to see you. This is interesting. What happened last night? But sometimes waking up next to a stranger can be the scariest thing. And we're definitely going to discuss that because somebody woke up next to somebody they weren't expecting and it wasn't Robert – spoiler alert, it wasn't Robert Downey Jr. Remember when he used to do that? That guy's a movie star and he used to get so fucking coked up and drunk that he would show up at the wrong house and just climb in the kid's bed and go to sleep in Malibu. Now the guy's fucking Iron Man. Redemption story. Good for you, Robert Downey Jr. Um, and then, of course, later in the show, Fancy Pop, there's some celebrity couples updates, which are always always fun. Celebrity crack pipe news. That's probably my favorite. Any kind of celebrity crack pipe story, you can just – you hear that? Just count on it. Book it. Go make a bet that that's going to be my favorite story, and it is. Celebrity crack pipe news this week. Um, and Tay-Tay and Katy Perry are beefing, which is always good, plus much, much, much more in Fancy Pop. Can't wait, wait to get to that. Uh, before any of that, I've laid out the show. Here's what's up. number Show number 46. Can't do it alone. Need my guy here with me. Of course, I'm talking about Hoboken's finest sandwich, Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, how are you today, sir? Good. Number 46, Lee Smith, the old Lee closer. No, I feel, like, I feel like there's a better 46. By Andy Pettit. But he's I was going to say, he's okay. A, he's yeah, a real I'm, douche. He's a super douche, and he makes it, but he he was money in the playoffs. He was, but he also would be uh, trying to sell Bibles on, uh, like, during Yankee game commercials. It also, yeah, he's a Southern, like, good old boy, aw shucks, and then after he retires, it comes out that he's got a full-on mistress that he's had, like, his whole career in New York. He wouldn't bring his, he would, the season would start, and he wouldn't bring his family to New York to live. He'd leave them in South Carolina or Texas or wherever they live, so he could bounce to Manhattan and live his charmed other life with his mistress. Yeah, and all these things are fine. This is his own prerogative. And he also got caught in one of those uh, steroid lists. I I, I don't care about that. No, but here's the thing. I'm fine with all these things. Guys 
make whatever decisions in their personal lives and a guy trying to get an edge, fine. But you don't write a book. I think he wrote a book called The Power of Clean Living or something. Oh, what a dick. Like, that's why you should hammer him for steroids. Because, like, if you're going to get preachy on, like, how people are supposed to live, then you can't cheat in any way, shape, or form, whether it's on your wife or by the baseball rules. I got to agree with you there. Also, like, selling Bibles. I feel like I've turned down 5,000 free Bibles in my life. Well, I don't – I don't. it might not have been selling. Like, it might have been, like, you know – you, everyone watching this needs the Lord's help, so call this 1-800 number and we'll mail you a Bible oh, kind of thing. Really? I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he was actually selling it, but, like, there used to be, like, a you know, one of those talking head commercials, and he was the talking head. And he's like, have you ever embraced Christ? Whatever. You know, really? One of the, one oh, of I love real, it. He's a, know, real, kinda, he's a real douche. I, I kind of miss that with the advent of the Yes Network and all that. I miss, like, flipping on WPIX to catch a Mets game and getting, like, all the, like, the no- local news talent and the local commercials and stuff. I don't uh, – that's I've, – I've lost that part of my life. That, that was a fun part of childhood. <laughs> um, um, but uh, maybe this yes. week I uh, I kicked a nerd's hornet's nest and nerds huh. were going crazy. That Back to the Future column I wrote, Back to the Future 2 column – Yes. They're, they're, Did we talk about this last week? You had your we, life threatened. We well, no, no. We talked about that. The, the column came out the day we were we were recording. Oh yeah, then and, we need to talk about this. Yeah, and so it it came out, and the guy who runs this uh, Back to the Future Facebook page posted it, and it got something like seven hundred thousand hits. It's it's and let me toot your horn here because I think I talked about this last week, but it, you're right, it hadn't come out and we hadn't reviewed it. It is you are like king nerd, Ed. Your recall of all the shit that happened in the '80s is never ceases to amaze me. And this this Back to the Future column that you wrote, it's on the website now, theballerlifestyle.com. It's also on our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. It is so fucking funny and hilarious, and. But it wasn't quite as funny as all the people that wanted to take you to task for your, yeah. what I consider to be very minor Yeah, so errors. it first starts out, it, it, like, <laughs> some of the comments were like, here's here's one. As Doc points out in Back to the Future 3, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fusion controls the time circuits. But, but to get up to 88, they needed the train because Marty got an arrow which put a hole in the fuel line. Still internal combustion on the DeLorean exclamation point. So right there, I'm already lost. Like, what? Yes. what? Yes. I thought okay. there was a scene. I, maybe I'm crazy, but I thought there was a scene where they started pouring garbage in, like, yes. MGD, and then all of a sudden that made it go. So I, I was wrong. Then... Uh, oh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. According to the comments, it was not MGD, Ed. It was Miller High Life. <laughs> the champagne <laughs> of beers. Uh, yeah. You, you it looked like an MGD can. Detail. And then, okay, you know, and it's fine. I, I will own up to maybe I screwed up on the, the beer comment but uh then somebody wrote and this one i actually enjoyed this i'm still waiting i'm still waiting for this person who wrote this to go back two day to two days ago so they can get the facts about the movie right before i continue to read this so they're <laughs> so they're a little annoyed but fine <laughs> then this was this was my favorite so i made a comment about how like they they point out um that like marty takes a cab across town because when I wrote this, I, I watched the movie and, like, just paused it when I saw, like, a detail, and you know, that seemed funny. Like, and it you, cost- you should get a medal just for watching Back to the Future 2. Yeah, I love the first one. I still think the first one's just phenomenal. The second yeah. one is not good. No. Um, but he takes a cab ride, like, following when he goes to the future place and he wants to go 
you know, see where his home is. And it says it's $174.50. So I made a comment like, you know, your cab fares are about to go crazy in the next year. And somebody writes, the cab, the $174.50 taxi ride was Biff following Doc and Marty from Hill Valley to Hillsdale. Like, Hill, Hill Valley to Hillsdale? Okay. You, sir, are another who shouldn't be allowed to speak. Please do the world a favor. Take this page down, then commit suicide. Yeah, that was that was wow. The best. Whoa, that's a very harsh. I mean, I, I still and I was I watched the movie and paused it. I didn't pick up on that there was Hillsdale and Hill Valley. I thought it was no. all the same thing. Like the you you just have to know if you think you know something or you, you think know. you're or you think you're watching something, you still have no clue what's going on. Well, let me let me try to do my best to defend you here and at as a man I, see I'm cool and I don't I don't I haven't seen this shit since it was original so I mean I might have seen I've shown my kids the original back to the future but back to the future 2 I'm certain I've seen once if that when it was whenever it came out in 1990 or whatever so I haven't seen it again but the quarrel with Mr. Fusion okay for those of you who don't remember at the end of back to the future Doc Brown shows up from where he's gone into the future with a souped-up DeLorean that flies, that does all sorts of shit, and it's powered by something called Mr. Fusion that you put fucking trash in to make it go. And you're to understand that this Mr. Fusion powers the goddamn car. And that's what everybody takes away from that scene. Only later do they sort of, as a plot device need the car to run on gas again. So te- so the Mr. Fusion, it o- it only does the nuclear part. It only powers the flux capacitor. But what they want what they try to make you think in the original one is that Mr. Fusion powers the fucking car and no one should be taken to task for thinking that Mr. Fusion is the fuel of the goddamn car, right? <laughs> I I thought it was pretty clear, but I I mean, I just pulled a couple comments on the, this guy's Facebook page where he posted it and you could see how many li- likes and comments, there were there were hundreds, literally hundreds of comments about that fact that I got wrong. Yeah, what's the the page is just called Back to the Future on Facebook, is it not? Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. It's it's got it's got millions of like two million likes of that page. So yeah, it's it's I guess the official page. Yeah, search that page on Facebook. It's called Back to the Future and scroll down. I don't think it's probably far from the top at this point. Scroll down to Ed's story and read the comments because they're fucking hilarious. A lot of nerds out there that take things very seriously. Right. So if you think you know something, just know there's somebody who, who, like, knows a billion more facts than you. And they're really into how much they know about stuff. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, everyone has listened to somebody tell a story and you know that they get a fact wrong, but like you just go with it to to let the flow of conversation go. And you yeah. you might like if somebody has a sports recollection, they might just be a little bit go. off. You just go with it. These people are are just getting. I mean, the guy wanted me to kill myself over minutia. Yeah, I mean the minute <laughs> details. Like I'm all for wishing death on people, but you have a reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I really want to get – I really want to discuss – we might need to do this next week. I really want to have a discussion about Ed and I and probably a lot of you are – there's a new podcast from the producers of This American Life. It's called Serial. 
Uh, if you're awesome. not listening to it, you need to listen to it. It's like a true it's crime. S S E R I A L, not right. not the one you eat. Yeah, not like Ed's book. Um, it's yeah, it's called Serial. It's a true crime podcast where it's each episode. It's a, it's a season of episodes all on, on one topic, which is about this crime. This well, it's a solved crime, but they're relooking at this this murder that happened in 1999, and it's I'm, I've become obsessed with it. I know Ed's really into it too, uh, but it's it's going to take too much time. So let's yeah. let's let's make a note to review Serial next weekend. Definitely, definitely but love that podcast. Mostly because I know the last couple of weeks people have gotten really into this. This is a big become <laughs> a big topic on the show, and we never thought it would be. Of course, I'm talking about Ed's buddy Craigslist threesome guy. <laughs> Let's review uh, a couple weeks. Oh, by ago. the way, by the way, yeah. I have different friends arguing with me because they've listened to the podcast yes. who are telling me, like, no, you're totally wrong. The the hand job in the car, or no, the jerking off in the car happened a second time. He met up with these people a different time, and he just jerked off in their car. And like, there, there's there's a lot of details that like it, it's very hazy what goes on in this guy's life. So pretty much there there's a blurred line between reality and just you know he's he's kind of the Paul Bunyan of of uh, degenerate behavior right there there is a lot of myth that follows this guy around yeah well last we checked with him he was responding to a craigslist an ad for a craigslist threesome he arrived <laughs> for the threesome and it turned out it was just a twosome while he banged the guy's wife and the guy jerked off in the corner and cried i assume then at some point, either that night or a different time, with the same couple, Ed? I, that was what I thought. I, yeah. I, yeah. With or the same may, couple. Maybe, with, maybe a different couple paid him yeah, to do this. I don't he know. Was, he was observed to masturbate in the back of a car for some reason because he was asked to. Maybe. Maybe he just wanted to. Then last week, that, that, that that's past history. We were just catching up on that story because we were asked by my close friend on Twitter, at WalkoffHBP, we move on to recent history where it turns out that Craigslist threesome guy may or may not be about to or already has proposed marriage to a Shanghai prostitute. Can you confirm that, Ed? Well, I, I still don't have a, a confirmation there, but I know that there's been at least 20 pictures posted this week of her you know, wearing his Phillies hat and like it, it, he's definitely taking her – sightseeing to different countries like he's he's traveling with this girl now. you know you could has someone told him that you can a wait for, for a different team that's not the phillies or the the eagles and two with you don't have to pay for the airfare you could just get a new hooker in the new place that's right that's that's the beauty of the world's oldest profession yeah. a buddy everywhere. of mine does it every time he goes to vegas like you don't you don't have to bring sure. one with you you're, you're, they just your Vegas yeah, you just have them. They just get one there. Uh, okay, is there? I feel like there might be another story from the archives There's, that we can the, we could talk about. There, there, this this could be a weekly segment. There's always Love a story. It. So I was just you know thinking about uh, one of my favorite moments, and uh, uh, I there, we were having a house party, and one of the one of our friends had his younger sister visiting oh, him for the bad. weekend. This is brought her to the party. Oh, this is crazy. College, that's craziness. Yeah, this, this is, yeah. So I, I'm for the for the benefit of the story and and make sure that everything was legal. Let's let's just say she was a senior in high school and was 18 wow. years old. Yeah. Already. Let's let's just let's just Good say this. Um, but obviously, I remember early in the party, I, I just remember m- making a note of it that this girl she was prefontaining. She was 
you know, out of the gates real fast, drinking like crazy. And, uh, and so my buddy, you know, and, and so the party just progressed and we just knew that, that the one friend's sister was, was in bad shape. And so my buddy, I guess, after a night of failed, meaningful connections with the, with college age girls, uh, he set his sights on the wobbly yes. youngster. And the, so... Wait, you're, well, hold on. I don't you're really, telling me that the guy that went on to master... When prompted, masturbated for an audience in the back of a car <laughs> might have not had the highest moral standards when it came to hooking up with chicks in college. Per, perhaps uh, okay, okay. not. Just, just clarifying. Not. Go on. <laughs> so the next morning... I, I just remembered the downstairs bathroom looked like a Smurf booted all over. It was over. blue. And, yes. And apparently my buddy uh, got a, got a blowjob from, from the sister <laughs> down in that bathroom. And mid-blowjob, she turned and projectile vomited blue curacao everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think afterwards that he still had sex with her on the bathroom floor. <laughs> uh, this guy lives quite the life. Craigslist threesome guy. Well, I'm I'm excited. I need to know. I need more stories from this guy. Hopefully, there is a a an Asian South Asian wedding coming up. Oh, that that's my goal. That's the only wedding I will I will be looking forward to in my in my life. I've never looked forward to a wedding, but that one I definitely yeah. Will. And okay, one more thing. Switching up here. Um, big topic on the show has been cologne. Cologne. We did a story about a backup Dallas Cowboys running back who stole two things, polo undies and cologne from a Dillard's department store. And Ed and I came out like true the true heteros that we are, middle-aged guys. We came out in the decidedly anti-cologne camp, obviously. And we got a lot of blowback on Twitter from people that were in the pro-cologne camp, which I didn't even know was a camp. I didn't know that. And was a somebody thing. reached out to me on Twitter, and they're like, "Hey, Brian, just letting you know, I'm with you and Ed. I'm definitely I'm anti cologne all the way." And I responded, "Hey, I didn't know there were guys that were still in the pro pro cologne camp." To which this guy Air, at Airstrike Rhino on Twitter responded, "I think the tweets you got after last week just mean you have a lot of nightclub owners in your audience." <laughs> Which I thought was perfect. A lot of nightclub owners listening, <laughs> dowsing themselves with cologne and, and, as we speak. And, and look, just like a lot of things in life, everybody's got their little weird sure. quirks. If if you're going to be a cologne guy, the only the only thing worse than being a cologne guy is being somebody who's a vocal defender Absolutely. of cologne. Like keep keep that shit quiet. If like you just don't have the right smells, and you <laughs> you just right. feel like soap doesn't stick with you, and you need cologne. Fine, but you keep that shit to yourself. You do not get vocal in that's true. I'm a, like I'm a I'm staunchly in the baby powder camp. I use a lot of gold bond on the regular. I reapply throughout the day. I I keep myself powdered up in my nether regions. But if somebody comes out and is like, "Hey, is that what's you guys smell talc? Is there like has somebody been changing a baby's <laughs> diaper in here?" Somebody, somebody I, I don't up? just jump up and go, oh, yeah, it's, it's my fucking balls. It's me. I just put some on my balls start, keep them dry. Start, start pounding your chest. That's yeah, me, I just, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> but, yeah, I use towel. Uh, okay, yeah. Ed, let's go. We've all, That's all the housekeeping. 
we have to do. Yeah. Let's get – we're the sports show record. Let's talk some sports. What is going on in the world of sports? All right. As you brought up after the Seahawks' sudden trade of Percy Harvin to the Jets last week, lots of people started asking questions. Harvin's altercations with teammates came up. Another thing came up was, you know, Marshawn uh, Marshall Lynch isn't happy. And the other thing that came up was Russell Wilson. Some Seahawks question the close relationship Wilson has with the front office. Others question his blackness. Uh, here's a quote. There is also an element of race that needs to be discussed. Uh, Bleacher Reports' Mike Freeman wrote, My feeling on this, and it's backed up by several interviews with Seahawks players, is that some of the black players think Wilson isn't black enough. Uh, The story has since been confirmed by multiple sources. Brian, what do you think being black enough means, and what are your thoughts on this? A, how does one measure blackness? Like, I think it's... Is it length times girth? <laughs> That's, well, that, that would help. But we, the, then you have the Nick Foles factor to weigh in. Uh, right. He's the quarterback, so by definition, he's not, quote, one of the guys. He's the face of the team, and that makes him different, no matter what color or what race you are. But I'm not sure, like, where his pigment, pigment falls on the scale. Like, what would the scale be? Like, Peyton Manning would be the whitest you could be. And the blackest sure. end of the spectrum would mean you'd have to be like from Africa. So like Christian Okoye is, has you, the or Wesley yeah, has the blackest bona fides. <laughs> no, you got to be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you. It's not, it's not just skin tone. It's where like you got to be from Africa to be the yeah. blackest. Right. The acting equivalent would be Wesley Snipes or Yafet Koto on one end, and then Sandra from the yeah, there you go. Show yeah. The so uh, yeah. and it's weird to me because he seemed like he was just the right amount of black for his teammates when he led them to the Super Bowl last year. But yeah. So now I'm wondering like does being black mean being street? I mean it's so confusing. The Seahawks won this but, week Ed and, and I'm guessing that if they start a nice little winning streak, Russell Wilson's about to be the perfect amount right. of black again. I think this just comes down to Russell Wilson being a douche because and and I think that just people have trouble um putting into words, so the black guys might just kind of say he's not black enough. But, I mean, look at Tom Brady and those Stetson ads. There's, there's not, there's no way any black guy on the team can connect with a guy who, like, feathers his hair. He also rocks Um, Uggs. Yeah, Yeah. Uggs. Joe Montana has been trying to make Skechers happen for years, and he's considered one of the best of all time. Like, no black guy cares about Skechers. He also, when he was playing, Um, he, like, did those buy men in ads with his wife. Yeah, he made him look like a and bitch. I just watched uh, a couple days ago. I watched one of those uh, NFL Network football life on Warren Moon, and he wasn't like a real like you know he wasn't a soul brother like stereotypical you know black guy. I, I just think this comes up because Russell Wilson. Remember, we did a story in the off season how he announced his divorce from the team's website. Yeah. Like, he seems like an incredible yeah, turd. He, that, well, that may and, very well be. Uh, and so I think the blackness is just kind of, they just can't pinpoint why they just don't like him. But, like, he's accomplished a shitload in a short period of time. And I, I think it can't just be that they've lost, they're, they're what, they're four and three? I mean, that, that wouldn't be cause for a mutiny when they, they made it, to the divisional round his, for his rookie year and then won the Super Bowl his second year. It, it, I think it, something has to do with the fact that they just and, don't And like it. it also could – there also could be something to the fact that he's this undersized guy. Like 
in a vacuum, Russell Wilson kind of sucks. Like he can't, he doesn't have a strong arm. He's he's pretty escapable. Like he's hard to tackle in the backfield. He does make plays with his feet, but he's on a team with a killer defense. And if he were on a different team, he probably wouldn't be getting all the praise. And all the other guys look around and they're probably like, "Hey, like we're like a lot of us are the best in the league at our position. That guy's nowhere near the best in the league at his position, and yet he's getting all the credit." And then, right. then he's also friendly with the coaches and management, and that all leads to the you know just just right. exactly what you just said that they that they're saying well they yeah don't they don't like, like him and and they don't know how to express that. Uh, okay, what else is going on? Uh, also in football, the two-year-old son of Cleveland Browns wide receiver Andrew Hawkins told his dad he's not even his favorite player. Little Hawkins says he prefers his dad's former teammates, Cincinnati Bengals pass catchers A.J. Green and Mohamed Sanu. So the father decided it was time to kick his son out of the house, and he posted it on Instagram or some social media. Uh, Unfortunately, his son was later spotted at, at last week's Browns game wearing his dad's jersey. But this brings up a bigger question. Why are kids allowed to be such shit? It's true. Well, all, all kids. Here's the thing. Kids start out as shitheads. You have to mitigate their shitheadedness as you raise them. But, but you, yeah, you've you've spoken many times about being around uh, youth sports yes. and kids like talk yes. back to their parents and people just think it's adorable or like oh, he's having a he's having a bad day today and like kids are just fucking monsters. They go unchecked or they're just viewed as like oh he. He's pretty cute, that sass. And it's like, I'm not Father Von Trapp, but, like, I, I don't stand for that I, bullshit. Like, kids are... If, if, I, if I were a professional football player and my kid was saying that he, he likes other people better, I then go move in with Mohamed Sanu. Two people Fuck to it. blame here. Number one, oh. Soleil Moonfry. Obviously. <laughs> Punky Brewster. Number two... Because of her huge no, tits. because she was she was a, a kid that she I can't think of the word I'm looking for. She was precocious. She was a precocious little sass, sass on TV. Also, another one, the other person to blame that Soleil Moon Fry. She's one A, one B. Okay, Danny Cooksey. Danny Cooksey is, is the... He Danny showed Cooksey. up on different strokes. He was the the new moms the. The new wife's, who was a yoga instructor, but not yoga, um, aerobics. Yeah, yeah, Maggie. Yeah, yeah, aerobics. Yeah, those were the eighties. Aerobics instructors. Son, he played guitar. He sang. He had freckles. He had a bowl cut. He sucked. Uh, It's his fault. But I, Ed, no offense to Andrew Hawkins here, but I'd be shocked if he were his kids or anyone else's kids' favorite player. He plays for the Browns. Like no, no one has no one's favorite player is on the Browns. And Ed, I get AJ Green. He that guy's an absolute freak. Like he's probably one of my favorite players. But Mohamed Sanu, right. like, should I know who that guy yeah. is? Is that a guy, Ed? Well, he's uh, yeah. I I'm pretty sure. I mean, Hawkins is kind of the same way. I think Sanu and Hawkins are probably comparable. They're like third receiver guys. Sanu went to uh, Rutgers. Oh. I, I know that, but uh, like he's. He's like a pretty good guy, but I I would guess maybe I'm wrong, but I would guess he's like a forty catch a year right. guy. He's not, not like AJ Green. Like it's it's not he's not in the same league as, as AJ Green. And this kid is two years old. 
Like my kid's nine. He could probably name five teams. This kid, how many players can this kid possibly know? Yeah, that's true. He's like a real expert on who's like he's kind of got a little Danny Cooksey in him. I don't blame AJ Green. And all that said, right? I respect what Andrew Hawkins did here. This kid needs to show his old man some respect. Even if his dad, Andrew Hawkins, isn't his favorite player, he should pretend like he is, especially now that he's playing receiver for the Browns after pitching all those years in the 80s for the Padres and Yankees. The guy's got to be in his 50s by now. He's reinvented himself as a wide receiver. It's amazing. Andy Hawkins, yeah. Yeah, just right. He was was behind uh, Lamar Hoyt in the rotation. Right. Uh, Okay, let's... We got all that important sports stuff out of the way. Are you ready to hear about the creepy old guy that wants to pray for strippers, Ed? No, I okay, love it. Let's talk. Hold on. My computer needs to catch up. Got a lot of things open here. Okay. From the headline, David Van Vliet wants strippers' addresses so he can pray for them. Um, David Van Vliet sounds like he'd be like the creepy porno producer in a movie or like that is not that is not a preacher's name strippers in washington have no problem exposing their bodies but they've gotten touchy about covering up their names and addresses it's in response to pierce county's david van vliet who everyone should know where has a beard serial killer glasses and wears a straw cowboy hat who filed court papers to get the personal information that's on their state entertainer's license. Van Vliet says he's going to pray for the salvation of the exotic dancers, but that his supplications won't work without knowing the full names and home addresses of the showgirls. He filed a public disclosures request last month with the Pierce County Auditor's Office to get the information, much of which is on the entertainer's licenses that all strippers and strip club managers in Washington State are required to have. The annual fee is 75 bucks and includes the applicant's real name, date of birth, address, and a full cover, color photo and other identifying information. Turns out, Ed, that if you request this business license information in Washington State, they just give it to you. And so these, these strippers have had to go to court to block this guy from being able to get all their license information, which likely shows the meth lab that they live at with their biker boyfriend. So, Ed, I ask you, who in this story is a bigger jerk? The state of Washington for giving anyone who asked the business license info of adult entertainers or God for requiring full name and addresses for prayer requests? <laughs> Uh, first of all, the villain in any story is the guy wearing a straw hat. Of course. That's, without question. There is nobody worse than somebody who lets you know they're praying for you or they're praying for them. Like, prayer, I, we've, we've both established, like, that's, that's not our thing, prayer. But, but people who are into it and they're doing it, like, silently because they believe they've got something going with God fine. You know, you're, you're doing something, you're trying to send positive yes, thoughts. go whatever. to church, but the light people, a candle, right. do it in the privacy fine. of your own brain. It most certainly is not part of my world, but I get it. If people are just into that, fine. You do that, you do it quietly, and you have, your, your heart's in the right place. But the people who say, oh, I'm praying for them, or yeah. let, let your family know I'm praying for them, they are the fucking yeah, worst. Yeah, because they, they want the attention for themselves. 
That's right. You know what they're praying for? They're praying for attention. They're praying for them to get noticed, and a dude with a straw hat really doesn't need to be noticed. He needs to, that hat should be Absolutely. If he wants to do some good for these girls, he should go buy a lap dance, give him 20 bucks. (laughs) I remember uh, a a time I I encountered a famous person who talked about praying for, when I was in high school, um, there was a fellowship of Christian athletes. There was some, and there was a, a guy I went to high school with that, I, I don't know. His family was very Christian, and he's like, "Hey, Dan Reeves, the coach of the Giants right. at the time, he's he's going to be doing something at my cousin's house uh, or, or something like that." And so we went, and we just went like he was giving out like real NFL footballs that are oh, autographed. Cool. And so, so I I still like the football I use is a is a like an NFL football that has Dan Reeves autograph on it. It's all scuffed up from just playing with it like what, what do i give a shit about dan reeves i feel like about? i feel like but, you wouldn't get much out of that from dan reeves because he has such yeah. a thick southern accent that you can't understand what he's saying yeah and he was housed <laughs> he was fucking housed and he's talking he's telling stories and i just remember one of the stories he's talking about like you know his his travels and how christianity has helped him and he talked about he kept making a point of how he prays for Lawrence Taylor, and he's like, Lawrence has been through some battles, but I pray for him, and you can see how he's made a real difference. All this praying for him has made a difference. It's like, eh, except for raping him. Well, yeah. he thought she was of age, Ed. Yeah, okay. Uh, he, he did. He thought he had transacted a legal age hooker. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like. That was a situation where a dude had to just let you know how yeah. he's praying That's... for people, and he's he's you know what Dan Reeves your 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 football has been has been scuffed up because nobody two, gives a shit two things I love about that story I had completely forgotten that Dan Reeves ever coached the Giants yeah it was between his successful stints <laughs> yes, in in Denver yeah, and he Atlanta he had. <laughs> Yeah, but he was just a bum in in, in New York for a yeah, few years. I forgot. And secondly, I like that he was drunk. I like that he went to, he, that he was going to preach the word, and he had a few cutty sarks <laughs> to loosen himself up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember it was it was pretty funny. My buddy and I were like, "Whoa!" I mean, it's, it's like seven o'clock, and Dan Reeves is three sheets to the so wind. So good. Okay, here's another story. Talk, speaking. We seem to be on a religious. This is this is the religion show yeah. of record. If you, this, if you didn't know that already, <laughs> this is this is God's here's show of record. Are. We're the sports show of record. We're the we're the celebrity gossip Cur- pop culture show of record. Obviously, we're, we're the Craigslist threesome. Guy. <laughs> Craigslist, we're your home for Craigslist threesome guy news and stories. <laughs> and of course, we're the we're the religious show of record and. On that, to that point, uh, I'll read you the headline: Olfactory artist. Oh shit, Ed! Mm. Got to put another one on the list. <laughs> Let's review. Let's, that I'm gonna, okay. I'm, what, no, Vine yeah, star? Number one, Vine star. Two, YouTube sensation. <laughs> Three, <laughs> Tumblr stud. Which, if I recall, last week I'll quote Fancy Sauce. You'll never be a Tumblr stud. You'll, yeah, because I think that means you have to jerk oh, off. Oh, really? Tumblr. Oh, then I, I might not be. We might have to. That was the story. I That's the story. Just, the Tumblr stud handsome. thing was a. Oh, but wasn't he like jerking off and. But I don't think that's it? what made wasn't him that? a stud. T- okay. Oh, Number three, okay. Tumblr stud. Number four, Svengali. Which I, I might already be. I think I might have achieved that one. Prop. 
Probably. And we have a new one. Number five, olfactory artist. <laughs> From the story, oh, headline, olfactory artist has crafted a holy water sculpture that smells like vagina. Oh, oh of course he's French. Pierre, Peter de Couper, our favorite olfactory artist, has created a new work exploring the space between divine and embodied representations of women. His piece, entitled The Deflowering, contains a rather unusual medium, the organically and mysteriously obtained scent of vagina. De Couper has crafted a statue of the Madonna made from what he refers to as frozen holy water. In an olfactory performance, the statue is placed atop this is genius, by the way. The statue is placed atop a spot carefully fashioned to smell like a woman, i.e. vagina. When the holy water begins to melt, the immediate vicinity of air is imbued with the scent of passion. The work will only be on view for two hours. People are lining up while the Madonna figure melts. Viewers are then permitted to rub their fingers in the puddle of holy water, but doing so results in a vaginal odor lingering on your person for an extended period of time. This is too good. Ed, does this completely ruin the age old game of want to smell my fingers? <laughs> yeah. Everyone leaving church. Um, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the important thing is I have a real hard time believing any man who's considered an olfactory artist has the slightest clue what vagina smells like. Oh, well, also, and I don't I don't want to taint the jury pool here, Ed, but he yeah. appears to have a goatee. <laughs> Look, Vegas uh, took him being French and him having a goatee off the board like a That's week true. ago. That's true. There's, there's no, I just don't, I don't even, I don't even know how to comprehend like who, I, what, what he, what is he doing? Who's paying him to work? That's, that's it, a big question. It's genius. I mean, he might be a genius. Also, you know, he had to like divine the scent somehow. So he probably advertised around colleges because he's a creepy Frenchman, and he paid girls like 50 he's a, bucks. He's a Frenchman. He's to, a Frenchman. Yeah, to come to his – right, clarify. He's a Frenchman. Yeah. yeah. He paid girl college girls like 50 bucks to come to his, air quotes, studio <laughs> so he could absorb the scent of their nubile vaginas. Uh, good for him. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's a he's, – He's the French. His name might as well be Froggy McFrenchman. Yeah, and more from the just to, just to put a cap on this. In case you were curious, De Couper isn't dealing with any imitation odors here. I order the fragrance from a lab, and they've made it. He specified. <laughs> I want to be sure that it is a mix of different women, and they are from different origins. The scent is not synthetic. It is the real vaginal scent distilled in special ways. Unbelievable. Good for him. <laughs> what is unbelievable is you've pretty much captured the essence of France right there. I did. Yeah. P- people are like, "Whoa, why did this yeah. po- did the lines of this podcast get confused? Did I accidentally download a podcast in French?" Yeah. You nailed it, buddy. Yeah. It's, that's the, what I do. The, I don't know what the equivalent of the Academy Awards are for for impersonations on uh, on a podcast, yeah, but, but I would win. You're you're uh, you're like Daniel Day Lewis in uh, after he did my left foot. I become the guy. Yeah, you're the guy. Yeah, thank you. Okay, here's another one, Ed. 
Last story before we get to Fancy Pop. Man wakes up to find stranger sleeping next to him. A man was... I feel like people have woken up to find Craigslist Craigslist threesome guy in their bed before. He's... He is def. I I don't know a specific story, but I know he definitely has woken up next to people that didn't realize it. Yeah, a man was arrested after he wandered into the wrong home drunk and got in bed with a stranger. Say police. The Connecticut apartment owner woke up startled and called nine one one. Officers say twenty six year old Tyler Sullivan Sully of Haddam told officers he thought he was at his mother's apartment. I thought this was my mother's place, which is in the same <laughs> complex in the early hours of Saturday. So, so this is the best part. <laughs> Sullivan was asked to leave, but refused until officers arrived. He was, I love that people like that <laughs> real dumb people, drunk people can easily avoid getting arrested. Right. But can then you they please, can you please leave? No, no, no. Oh, I'm going to stay here. Officer. Yeah. I'm doing nothing wrong. <laughs> Ed, since we weren't able to reach this Connecticut apartment owner for comment, as someone who has also woken up next to strange men, can you tell us what this man's experience was like? I can tell you what the woman's experience is like. Oh, that's right. No, they're both men. Oh, right. Yeah. I can tell you what the, the, uh, the Connecticut apartment is. owner. I can tell you what the victim was like because right. when I went to uh, I, I I it was it was a rough night. I was in a training program where we would people from all over the world would go to Denmark, and we spent the first couple days in Copenhagen, which is a good town. And then they send you on like this corporate retreat, and you were in the middle of fucking nowhere in Denmark, and it's the middle of winter, and it's the the. Uh, the latitude, it is so far north that, like, in the middle of winter, the sun rises at 10.30 in the morning and sets at, like, 1.30 in the afternoon kind right. of thing. Right. So what what you do is you drink, like, a billion Carlsberg beers a day. And this was right out of college, so I was still in, like, college, just booze hound mode. And uh, I, I, I had a rough night, went to bed, so I'm a pretty deep sleeper on top of it. But I, I went to bed by myself. And I woke up like six thirty in the morning, and there's a dude snoring that woke me up. <laughs> and he's he's I I I feel I was under the covers. He was above the covers, but he was either in like tidy whiteies or he was naked on top of the covers. Wow! And Whoa! He was, That's how they, was he was he a local? He was a Danish dude. Yeah. And but he was in the training program with me, and there were maybe there are. Fifty, seventy people in the training program at this this seminar, and I, I started I started yelling at him, and I like shoved him out of the room. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing? What are you here for?" And he goes, "Please, please, nobody needs to know about this." And I go, "Oh, that's that's where we disagree." Everyone's gonna- Every, well, everyone, and I just went to breakfast, and I said, "You never know know what what showed up in my apartment this morning." Hans. Un- Klaus. His name was Klaus. 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 Yeah. Well, he didn't try to bang you, did he? Like he didn't. He didn't, he didn't try to bang. He didn't me. have a finger in your ass, did he? No, I, I, I definitely like felt my ass to make sure, like yeah. I didn't get really drunk and something terrible happened. But no, I don't think there was a. I, I hope there was nothing sexual with me while I was passed out or asleep. But he, he came in and just stripped down and laid and like he was next to me. It was like a. a uh, what's the uh, planes, trains, and automobiles right. situation? Like, I woke up and Those there was like a dude. 
there, there was a dude's hand like resting on my shoulder when I woke up. It that was, is it was d- very disturbing. Yeah, I feel like you should. You might have PTSD from that. I don't know if I'd be able to recover, to be honest. Yeah. So I've slept with a dude. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, I, I wonder if the show will start with that line. Yeah, I'd say uh, Vegas also took that off the board. I wonder if when the editors get hold of this, that it w- it will become the opening line, the cold open of the Baller Lifestyle podcast. I, episode. I knew as that came out of my mouth. I knew. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. As always, Ed, great job. We talked yeah. sports. We talked religion. We did We it. talked me becoming a Vine star. YouTube sensation, all of that. Uh, it's time to get to the closing segment of the show. We do it every week. We got to get to. We got to be the pop culture show of record, which we also are, and we do that in a special segment we call Fancy Pop with our own baller lifestyle pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. Joining us now is Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey guys, I'm good. Hey, How are you? Hey Fancy. Have you guys been having a good time so far? Oh, uh, we're having so much fun. Having I've, a laugh. I've added. You know my, you know the things I want to be, right? I do. What are they? We got. Yeah. You want to be a Svengali? Oh, you're not doing them in order. Do them that's in order. number four. That's YouTube number four. YouTube sensation. Yeah. Uh, no. That's number two. That's, that's two. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, well, Vine star. Vine star number. Yeah, Vine that's star. one. Yep. yep. YouTube sensation. Right. Yep. Um, Svengali. Mm, Svengali's four. Yeah. Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Tumblr stud! Ed You're knows. never going to be a Tumblr stud. Uh, I took the, I took that off the list. Tumblr stud. Well, I think that's right. You, I think like part of being a Tumblr stud, I need to kind of look into this a bit more. Is that you do need to expose yourself? That's what I said. He needs to masturbate. I'm not doing that. I think it's a jerk off thing. I, I thought it was. Just, you I think could it's just a be niche, handsome. A niche I thought thing. just being handsome could make. Well, it if it was stud. just being handsome, you could definitely do that. Okay, number four. I just paid you a compliment. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm handsome enough to be a Tumblr stud? I'd say so. Thank you. Yeah. Number four? <laughs> Ed likes that. Um, Svengali. Svengali. And we've added a new one. Number five. Oh, yeah? Olfactory artist. Olfactory artist. Yeah. I don't even know. I, wor- I don't want to know what that is. I ma- I the make- master of smells. Yeah. Master of scents. Odors. You are kind of into odors. Yeah. I don't make odors, though. No, you don't. No. And good. you're not an odorous person. That's right. That's right. We might have to start the show with that. Okay, Kate, tell us what is happening. Ed and I are here. We're ready. We're hetero. We don't know any of this stuff. We don't know what's happening in the world of celebrity news. There's so much news. Pop I was, culture. I was just in a um, deep hole of celebrity news. Last last <laughs> week, we had Renee Zellweger's face and Ed Daly's favorite actor, Shia LaBeouf, to keep us company. I just want to say something quickly about Renee Zellweger's face, because so much was made of yes. her appearance, yeah. and I don't want to just I, I hear some backpedaling. Uh-oh. Yeah, Ed doesn't uh, like this. Uh-huh. I hear some backpedaling. Hey, we're not, not backpedaling, but I just feel yeah. like... I feel like it was should have been more. It was my responsibility to make more of the fact that the reason that she right. got the plastic surgery, which is a bigger comment oh, of society yes. in general, we definitely we definitely we, covered that. Okay. Absolutely, we, we covered we def- it. We spoke I, about that. Okay. And one of us was, I was on feeling board guilty. with just saying, "Hey, I'm I'm cool with Renee Zellweger. I'm cool yeah, with her too. I never had a problem with her. She got a little <laughs> skinny there. For she a while. hurt those eyelids. I, might have gotten very heavy. I I like the people that need to be shamed are the people that think. You, you you can't be a hot forty five year old woman. That's true. Yeah, we and we discussed That's so that. True. That's it, it, yeah. it's okay. it's the new sweet spot for women. Women in their forties are super hot right. and sexy. Absolutely. And I, for a while, Renee Zellweger got a little too skinny. That's I, true. I prefer. Should yo yo weight. I prefer 
Zoftig, Renee Zellweger. Mm-hmm. A little, little more meat on her bones. Okay, Kate, tell me what is happening in the world of pop culture. Tell us, tell Ed and I what we need to know, what's happening in Fancy Pop. Okay, not many people um, may or may not have heard this story, so I'm just going to blow it up right now. Twilight star Ashley Green. Her apartment in West Hollywood burned down last year. Um, sadly taking the life of her dog, as well as damaging apartments near her unit. But I, the I news mean, is, yes. in a deposition obtained by none other than TMZ, Green's building manager says a glass crack pipe was found during the cleanup. He Whoa. also mm-hmm. <laughs> he also states that Green, her brother, and then-boyfriend, Ryan Philippi, all appeared, quote-unquote, disoriented when they were fleeing the apartment fire. Yeah. Well, hang, hang on. I think anyone who's who's fleeing a fire could probably be disoriented. Well, especially if True. they just smoked a few rocks or of crack. If they just hit the crack pipe. Yeah, they just they just did half an eight ball of crack and they're feeling a little disoriented. I mean they they couldn't even get the dog out. Speculating yeah, is my favorite thing, so uh, I don't. I have no idea who this broad is. I don't know one thing yeah, about her. I know. I, I I obviously you know yeah, who she is. Had, had, hetero. Yeah. Have no idea. Who she is, but I, I've never seen the Twilight movies. But I do know when I hear Twilight, I hear the chick who never smiles. I can't even think of her name. This right isn't now. her, Kristen Stewart. And, and right, I know it's not her. And then the two guys, uh, Pattinson and oh, the goodness. the other dude, Taylor Momsen. Yeah, I've never even heard of Ashley Momsen. Green. Is what? she like a? Is she just like a peripheral she, player? Or is no, she, like she a was real one of the person? main characters. She was one of the main vampire characters. You should Google her, Ed, because she's. Pretty banging, and Philippi usually gets some good talent. Yeah, he so. doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't mess around. Um, so yeah, crack pipe in her apartment. Um, this doesn't this is weird. This I mean, doesn't. Why would you have a crack pipe in your apartment right. unless you'd been smoking crack? And I feel like if someone's going to accuse you of having a crack pipe, they know what a crack pipe looks like, and they have the crack pipe. Yeah. They've seen, they're, they recognize, they could tell the difference between a crack pipe and a weed pipe. That building manager is suing um, Ashley apparently for, I don't know, um, damage to his lungs. Yes. Yeah. And I have a feeling that he has a hold of that crack pipe and will be using it for leverage. This, like, as I said at the opening of the show, celebrity crack pipe news is my all time favorite kind of news. It's probably the the best best kind of, it's the best kind of celebrity news. It really is. But how did they recover a crack pipe from a fire? uh, I don't know. That's, that's up to the building manager. Wouldn't that melt? It could. I, I don't know. He apparently well, saw it before it melted. I feel like you know, in a fire, not everything he is decided to sometimes because the fire gets put out before it, you know, takes everything. I feel he, he decided to save the crack pipe and leave the dog. The hey, dog was already evidence. dead. Well, there might have been crack in the crack pipe, or maybe the to dog save. Was I guess later crack. they were um, <clears throat> going through her apartment to try and salvage some stuff. And apparently, they crack pipe. apparently, uh, this doesn't. This doesn't. This isn't. Still, not my all-time favorite celebrity crack pipe story. That would go to that time that that um, Doctor McSteamy and, and <laughs> Eric the Nog- Dane and the Noxzema chick, Rebecca oh, Gayhart. I'm a huge fan of the Noxzema. They they videotape oh. themselves like oh, that was great. smoking crack and having a threesome with some jacuzzi. with some I, like Miss USA chick. Yeah. yeah, I prefer I prefer calling the Noxzema chick Tony Collette from Nine Two One Zero. Is that what she was called? Well, to- her name was Tony. Tony. Tony Collette is the Australian yeah, actress Australian. from The Sixth Sense. Oh, but no, no. Maybe it's, um, it's Tony something. Maybe it's a, not, not Tony Collette. Tony something. Close but, enough. But yeah. Nine she had a mob dad. Expert. She yeah. was murdered. Oh. Rest in peace. I'm wow. ho- hoping Ashley Green um, 
her camp will release a statement about that. I ho- I'm hoping Ashley Green invites <laughs> Fancy Sauce and myself over to a party this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking at her pictures. I I kind of want I want more of her career. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's go hang out in West Hollywood till we meet this broad. See what she's all about. Uh, okay, Kate. Excellent story. I don't. There's no going up from that. That is right. the top not, level of was, story you could my, do. I, I hit, hit the high note. Yeah, early. That's, that's as good as it can get. Get it, uh, just but Ashley. By the way, start Ashley winding Green, down then. Yeah, Ashley hold on. Green. Ed, go ahead. Ashley Green was born in Jacksonville, so like a lot of our questions have been answered. Well, right she now. was unlike instead of a silver spoon, she was born with a crack pipe in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, more than likely Jacksonville. With, right. Jacksonville. Uh, okay, Kate. The other kind of silver spoon. Right. Next story, Kate. Um, the Taylor Swift and Katy Perry beef continues. Uh, Tay Um, Ed, you'll be excited about this because I know you love yeah. Katy Perry. Um, oh. Katy Perry and her boobs will be performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, and apparently, Katy's mortal enemy Taylor Swift is going to destroy it. According to my sources. AKA the internet, Swift has issued an ultimatum to concert tour director and production designer Baz Halpin, who's been employed by both Swift and Perry in the past. Halpin absolutely cannot produce Perry's halftime show or else. Taylor's flat out said she will not hire him ever again for any performance or tour if he goes ahead with his decision. Taylor, so he's saying, she's saying, you choose Katie or me. Taylor Swift is a huge cunt. Yeah, basically. Yeah, Ed. It seems like, right? I mean, we don't obviously don't know her personally, but I mean, I'll be honest. Both of these chicks are pretty useless to me, but I feel like like Katy Perry's super useless. But she doesn't seem mean or catty. She seems like she'd be nice. If there's enough stories over and over again of you being cunty, there's there's a kernel of truth somewhere. That's that's the where smoke there's fire. Where there's smoke there's fire. Ed, Ed, your thoughts. the, first of all, these two hacks getting into a feud is is like me wa- watching Duke versus UNC. I just I just yes. pray for injuries you, when these two face off. As I like but, to say, that's that's where you pray for the tomahawk missile. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like either sides in this debate, but agreed. Uh, Taylor Swift is terrible because at least Katy Perry has uh, you know is not doing cunty things in this in this debate, but why would this guy listen to that demand? If he's producing the Super Bowl halftime show, right. then he's he's got some but, serious but clout. Taylor, like, why Taylor does he Swift need... is the biggest pop star in the world. And she'll be Wait, going bigger to than ta- lots of I, tours. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. as, as somebody who's not, obviously not in tune with who's top, I would think, I hear both of their names pretty They're both equally. huge. So Katie I'm saying, Perry's if you're siding with Katy Perry, like, I don't... Is it that big of a deal? Any, if you anyone that performs at the Super Bowl halftime is a huge star. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I'm just saying, like, why? Why? Like, he's they're going e- to they're equally big. Yeah. Right. So, so I'd say Tay Tay's the big name. I would too. And the, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is this is the world we live in. They're both fucking disposable. They're, neither of them is going to be here ten years from now. They're all they're going to be begging yeah. to fucking be judges on The Voice. Katy Perry but, won't, but Taylor Swift could. I don't, I don't think so. Well, no, no, do never listen to an ultimatum, though. Agreed. I agree. Yeah, I, I support Baz here. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Baz That's like and negotiating with terrorists. And Katie, you just don't do it. Katy Perry, who sucks and is useless and has the worst Ooh. style and is so cheesy, um, I do I like support Katie. her yeah. because she did a song with my main man, Jody High Roller Riff Raff. He, oh, yeah. He's like that was my dope. hero. 
Is is Baz a real name or is he a foreign guy or like what is that a I had actual this, name? I don't know. I had this discussion with I Kate said to Brian, earlier. I was like, why are they all called Baz? Is Baz Lerman, Baz Halpin. I assume he he's an what Australian guy, and I I assume that Baz is short for Basil. Brian thinks that people in Australia are all called Basil. There are people in Australia. Or Graham. There are people in Australia. With I've I, never I would say, heard of the name Basil for anyone. I've, but and, I would say I've heard maybe three quarters of the Australians I've known uh, are named Graham. Yeah, see? Exactly. Graham Lloyd, the uh, pitcher for the Yankees. Right. Australia. That 6'10 guy, that lanky guy. Yeah. Anyway, I saw I him know. at a bar. So I don't know if this beef is even, there, there's even any truth to it, but I hope there is. Uh, me, me too. Okay, Kate. Next story. Okay. You know, lately, molestation has been in the news a lot of late with um, Stephen Collins, the seventh heaven star, which we didn't weigh in on because, quite frankly, it was just too sad. Yes. Like, can, um, we call, we, can we call him the villain of Bruce's Millions? Because that's, yes. that's, that's what resonates with me, as he, you know. He's a huge villain now because now that it's come out that he's a pederast... That show was in syndication on a lot of different networks, and it's immediately been pulled from all of them. So all of, them? All of those people that oh. were getting residuals are no longer oh, getting residuals because this guy's a pederast. Such a bummer. And now with Honey Boo Boo's mom's boyfriend who allegedly molested her own daughter. Honey yes. Boo Boo? Yes. Honey Boo Boo's mom, Mama June, but was dating I, a ne- guy who had molested her daughter and she honey, knew about it. I thought Honey But Boo is the Boo daughter you're talking about he molested Honey Boo Boo or is this somebody else? Here comes Honey Boo Boo is Alan, the little girl Alana's nickname. It is. I don't, yeah. I don't, She's called Alana? Alana. But I'm saying is Here she, comes is honey she Boo Boo the, is the, the name one who was molested? Did he molest? No, it was another daughter. She's got some more oh. kids. It was a daughter called Anna, I think. Anyway, what a shock. Hillbillies have a lot of kids. Shocking. Well, that show's been canceled now as well. Well, that that I support. So we've talked about mega creeper, raper Bill Cosby before on the show. Right. But now one of his victims has detailed more about the abuse she suffered as, um, you know, starting at 17. In an interview with the Daily Mail online, she said Cosby began manipulating her when she was only 17 years old, a young model in Denver, Colorado. Um, She said Cosby would fly her to meet him at stand up gigs across the country um, and would convince her to treat him like he was her father. Also, getting her to act drunk Super when she wasn't, creepy. and then he'd touch her up. Super so he creepy. was really into girls that he had either drugged yes. or making them pretend like they were. I would like you to strike <laughs> drunk! You <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't laugh. While I feel your titties, Theo, look at these. <laughs> I like how he invites Theo to check out the kid. on the schism flat. <laughs> we really shouldn't laugh. So good. That's awful. But we, this has been known about Bill Cosby well, forever. Well, there was some gross one, things that she detailed, which I won't. But he's there was Hollywood a, royalty. Yeah. And much like Michael Jackson, who was good at dancing, he you was, can't say the funny. truth about these people. Now, another time she claimed he invited her to his apartment in New York for dinner, and she only drank one glass of wine, but she said she later woke up throwing up all over the toilet bowl in a man's shirt and her underwear with Cosby holding her hair back. Oh, that's so freaky. So creepy. So I'm really, like, I was off him, but I'm really off him. And and once again, somebody that held himself up as the moral leader. But 
Those people always do. Right. And it, it's it's really beautiful what Hannibal Burris did. Yes. Because, because I, I mean, I love, like everybody, I mean, I love Chris Rock, but Chris Rock talks about Cosby like he's he's the god of comedy, and it's nice that, like, yeah. a, a big-time comic just shit on him recently. I agree. Agreed. Also agree. Uh, Kate, next story. Next story. Well... This is just some celebrity coupling and uncoupling news. Some updates. So Juan Pablo of The Bachelor and his girlfriend and winner of her season of The Bachelor, Nikki, seem to have broken up. If their social media activity is any indication. I, I, I love this. As is their Weren't you watching of, a show? Yeah, as is their season of couple therapy, oh. which Brian and I have been following. Is closely. that still on? Um, that show is horrible. Yeah, I think there's more, oh, more episodes. God. Things are not going well for them on the show. The only the only likable one is Jersey's own Tretch. <laughs> of I course. Tretch. Yeah. OPP. Tretch is awesome. Um, I do like that. I think I read something where she unfollowed him Here's on Instagram. <laughs> on Sunday, Nikki unfollowed Juan Pablo. This is, this is how you break up on both, in modern times. On both Instagram and Twitter. Then posted a harsh quote on her Instagram page, which was obviously aimed at him. Um, and then Juan Pablo keeps following and unfollowing her, having stopped following her at least twice on Sunday, only to start following her again on Monday. Yeah, that's awesome. And then stopping later that Nikki, day. Nikki, I do not know how to unfollow. <laughs> Still doing my French guy. Right. Um, so, it's so, okay. It's so, okay. I unfollow you. <laughs> it's okay. In my country, I unfollow you. In Venezuela. <laughs> Um, Chris Martin, 37-year-old, um, and Jennifer Law. He's 37. Uh, Jay Law, uh, who's 24, uh, have split up. No news as what um, as to what went wrong, but maybe Gwyneth Paltrow was behind it. Just dude, kidding. I'm sure she was thrilled for them. Um, I, 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 embarrassingly, I know I'm not proud of this, but I did see those pictures of Jennifer Lawrence on the internet, and I felt very guilty about it. But I can tell you right now, she's too much woman for him. Yeah, he well, can't handle that. I agree. She's I too will, sexy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I understand. He wouldn't know your what point. to do with her. Nope. You're pointing out the age difference uh, in them, and I get that it it's you would have really little to talk about when it's 37 versus 24. But I can't blame the guy, and I I I, I hate Coldplay. I can't blame the guy for taking a shot at Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, oh no. concur, concur, Why not? absolutely. You take a yeah. run at that. You if, take, he, you, if, if you can take a shot at that, you fucking do it. He's you taking a shot. It. Well, now, next time I see him on the Grammys, is he going to have an extra piece of tape on, or rubber band extra on his rubber fingers band. or wrist? Yeah, extra okay, wrist good. band. Maybe some writing. He'll write with a Sharpie something, like a heart or something somewhere because yeah. he does that. Yeah. Great. I like that. Okay. Uh, what else, Kate? Um, last but not least, and, and this makes me happy, John Cougar Mellicamp. That's his name. Yes. And Meg Ryan are giving it another go, guys. Oh, thank God. I'm so happy for yes. them. Yes. They're both the same height, They're and they both have couple. matching plastic surgery. Oh. <laughs> she looks... I guess most plastic surgery people look like uh, Nicholson and Batman. Like, look yeah. kind of like the Joker. She... She went from being really cute to being frightening. America's sweetheart. She was the original Renee Zellweger where she got cut up and her face looked completely different overnight. Right. Yeah, and she creepy. and she was a babe. I mean, Joe versus the volcano. Who could forget? Of course. What a honey. Tom. Also, she showed us one titty in the doors. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, bathtub? Um, I think she was just no, in bed. 
Yeah, laying in bed. I'm yeah. thinking of uh, Goldie Hawn and Wildcats showed us one titty oh, yeah. in yeah. the bathtub. Yeah, who could forget? Uh, okay, Kate, what else? That's my that's my news. Oh, outstanding. That is some great, great news. Kate, you really brought the heat today. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, yeah. No problem. absolutely. Anytime. Outstanding. Feel, feel well-rounded today. Ed, I feel like you, I got it all. You as well. Well, we've determined we are the sports show of record. We are the pop culture show of record. We are the religion show of record. Yep. Anything else? We are the Tumblr. I mean, not Tumblr. Uh, the Craigslist. Oh, the the Craigslist threesome guy show of record. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know why you're listening to anything else on the internet. Um, you should be listening to this first. Uh, we appreciate everyone joining us every single week. We work hard, and I feel like this show just gets better every week. Mostly of us. because of my co-host Ed Daly and my pop culture correspondent, <laughs> Bachelor correspondent Kate fancy sauce uh guys you guys want to do this again next week absolutely i'll check my schedule okay look into it we'll, we'll do it same time next week uh <laughs> until then you, we'll you should sign off as the olfactor olfactory uh what artist <laughs> is that it? it until then until next week for ed daily for fancy sauce i'm your host olfactory artist yes. brian beckner this has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.